Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guests today are Paul Heller and Kendall Kowalski. Paul is the Chief Technology and Operations Officer, and Kendall is the Chief Information Officer of Huntington Bank Shares, a bank holding company with $180 billion in assets under management. Both executives have collaborated across companies prior to their time at Huntington, including at Bank One and JP Morgan Chase. I look forward to discussing that collaboration, the responsibilities that fall under each of their purviews at Huntington, and how they've organized their teams. Additionally, I look forward to hearing about the core modernization effort that they are both driving at the bank, the transformation office that they've set up to drive the digitization of customer experience, and the key components behind the successful mergers and acquisition integrations that they've led, among other topics. Paul, Kendall, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Nice to be here. Thank you. Nice to see you. Great to see you both. Thank you so much. But first, a quick word from our partner, Adyen, and the company's chief operating officer, Cameron Zaki. Adyen is a payment platform company that allows businesses to accept e-commerce, mobile, and point-of-sale payments. And Cameron wanted to provide a short overview of what Adyen has to offer. Cameron, over to you. Thanks, Peter. It's one global platform on which you can do many continents and countries, all the relevant payment methods, which vary significantly across different parts of the world to online and physical world or mobile. And we've continued to expand from there. If you go to a dinner party and people ask you what you do when you say this, they're like, that sounds like common sense. Why is it unique? The reality is that a lot of the players who've been around for decades have grown on mainframe computing, releasing once or twice a year, buying other companies, and then they give you one API. But behind the scenes, it's a bit of a spaghetti mess, unfortunately. What Adyen did and what we do is sort of really do the backend plumbing that is a little less sexy at times, but really makes the difference in being able to say, hey, it was Peter. Do you know that he you know, shops online and on mobile and in your store and you can recognize him and you can connect all the dots and it's not just enabling the payment, but it's, hey, how do you factor that into loyalty and marketing and all kinds of other use cases? Thanks, Cameron. And now on to the interview. Um, Paul, I might might begin with you. Uh, so the, the, you are both executives at Huntington National Bank. Uh, and I thought for, for, for folks who may be less familiar with, with uh, your, your company, perhaps you could take a quick moment and provide a bit of an overview of your business. Uh, sure. Uh, well, Huntington Bank Shares is headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. We're a large regional bank. Uh, we operate from basically Western Pennsylvania to Colorado, um, and we have about $180 billion in, in assets. We operate uh, 1,230-odd branches across those uh, 11 states. Um you know, we have a very large deposit share in a lot of the kind of core Midwestern states, Ohio, uh, Michigan, uh, you know, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. We, you know, are a standard commercial bank with uh, a large consumer business that does things like deposits, savings, mortgage, uh, small business lending, um, as well as a large commercial bank that does things like uh, specialty banking and securities brokerage, uh, insurance. Uh, we have a very large automobile business where we actually operate in, in about 35 states and some specialty asset lending businesses that are also national businesses that operate out of our commercial bank. So it's kind of Huntington Bank in a nutshell. 
And Paul, your responsibilities with the bank are as a senior executive vice president and chief technology and operations officer, an interesting combination of responsibilities between tech and ops. Uh, I wonder if you could take a moment and describe the two sides of your responsibilities, please. Sure. Uh, so I like to refer to my job as kind of the back office here at, at Huntington. So, you know, it's technology, our information security teams, our corporate operations teams, which do things like, you know, commercial lending servicing and mortgage lending servicing and, you know, all of the back office components that a commercial bank would have, including things like real estate and disputes and fraud and, and you know, just the things that make a, a back office work at a bank. Uh, I also have responsibilities for our integration teams when we do mergers and acquisitions, as well as our payments team and our kind of continuous improvements uh, team as well. So uh, obviously one of the biggest component of that is our technology team and, uh, and Kendall can speak to that in a second. Yeah, Kendall, I'd love to bring you into the conversation here. Um, I, I, you were the chief information officer for the bank and have been for nearly nine years. So also a, a, a nice long tenure with uh, with the company. And I would love to have you describe your purview as CIO. Uh, what's it under your area of responsibility, please? Yeah, so so basically, you know, Paul has technology and operations. I've got the technology side of that. So I'm responsible for, you know, all the applications that we run to support our customers and our colleagues. Uh, I'm responsible for all the infrastructure that runs those applications. Uh, uh, responsible for all the, uh, uh, you know, application development, architecture, uh, and and basically technology operations of the the applications that we run. So you know, across every line of business, right? So we've got you know websites and applications supporting commercial customers, consumer customers, uh, all of our auto, RV, marine business, uh, all of our lending businesses. So uh, you know, if you look across all the products and services that we support, my team has all the technology that that provides those capabilities. And can you describe that team a bit? Uh, how how is it organized, and and you know the the size of it, its con its construct, et cetera. Yeah, so our, our technology team is is you know just shy of twelve hundred uh, colleagues, and you know we augment that with around eight hundred contractors. Uh, so all in all, there's about two thousand people, uh, you know, supporting the technology of the bank. Yeah, there, there's kind of two components of how we align. One, one there's the the, the verticals that support the lines of business. So we've got alignment to the consumer bank, to the commercial bank, to the uh, uh, the corporate system. So all the HR, the internal systems that that run the uh, the business for the bank. Uh, and then we've got you know horizontals that basically provide uh, you know shared services across all of those different areas. So all the technology infrastructure is is managed uh, you know by our our CTO who does. You know, all infrastructure for every one of those lines of businesses, and then we've got you know our architecture and our our middleware teams that provide you know common services that all of the the application teams leverage. Very very interesting. Thank you for that overview. And I know one of the areas that you and the team have been focused on is core modernization, and certainly for for especially for organizations born before the digital age, a very important. Uh, set of activities for, among other reasons, resilience and ensuring that uh, there's uh, uh, greater degrees of scalability uh, and, and better performance across the, the tech tech stack, et cetera. Talk a bit about how, what that's constituted and how you've thought about the sequence of events from a modernization perspective, please. Yeah, so I think we've done a good job of of you know maintaining our technology, uh, your know, currency, you know, above the core systems, uh, and we've really done a good job of. Uh, providing uh, you know resiliency and scalability in those core systems, uh, but our challenge has been 
you know, how do we integrate and deliver capabilities faster, right? And so, you know, as, as the, the technology evolves, as the competition evolves with fintechs and whatnot, you know, getting new capabilities to the customers faster, uh, you know, becomes a challenge with these legacy technology stacks. So what we've done uh, is, you know, we, we've embarked on an effort called our, our core modernization, and it's really about, you know, modernizing our tech stack from top to bottom uh, to make our, our capabilities available uh, whether it's to our internal systems or whether it's to partners uh, for faster integration uh, through you know, an API stack. So, you know, we're working to you know, pull all of this 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 business logic out of a, a monolithic COBOL stack on the mainframe, put it into a more modern stack that, that uh, you know, more conducive to an agile delivery, uh, continuous integration, continuous delivery model, uh, uh, and then, you know, make it available in a in a secure way, both internally and externally, so that we have an ability to, you know, partner with the fintechs or the other financial institutions to get capabilities out to market faster. And I think the other thing to throw on top of that was we spent a lot of time probably five years ago taking a look at should we just replace the whole core? And we actually brought in a third party that helped us do some research across other companies that had gone through that journey. And what became apparent from that research was there's nothing a matter with our core. It actually is, you know, relatively inexpensive to run. It's just, there were certain pieces of it that were hard to change. And so when you take a look at, you know, should I just replace the core wholeheartedly that may have some advantages, but it's a big, big task, the organization to, to replace that. We thought it would be faster for us to actually look at those components that were slow, pull them out, put them on a more modern stack, as well as provide the API integration that Kendall had just mentioned. And that would position us to do things much faster in the context of the bank at a much lower cost. And when we got to the point that we want to replace the core, we've kind of extracted out all of those those areas and that migration to a new core would be a lot you know, simpler and faster when we got to that point. But we didn't look at our kind of core platform as, you know, as something that it's not a burning platform. And I know part and parcel to that was setting up a transformation office and thinking about a variety of re-engineering journeys associated with it. So I wonder if you gentlemen could take a quick moment and kind of describe uh, the the rationale there, as well as the maybe some examples of those journeys. The the project, which we call Project Accelerate, um, is, is basically more about modernizing our processes uh, and digitizing those processes, both, both for you know customers, which we've been on that journey through a lot of our digital efforts, but we probably hadn't done as much of that in the back office for our, our back office colleagues. And so we've looked at those processes front to back across 21 different journeys uh, that range from, you know, uh, lending origination to disputes processing. I mean, they're they're kind of really across the board, but we've taken a look at them with a methodology, you know, front to back. And I would say it really is broken down into two components. There's a process component. So there's a process re-engineering that has really nothing to do with the technology uh, where we've taken a look at all of, you know, how long it took things, why we were doing certain steps. And, you know, probably like a lot of other people, People had great intentions when they put a process in 10 years ago, 
but when you look at it now with you know legal changes and 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 technology changes you can say wow we don't need to do that process anymore so we've been able to re-engineer the process and at the same time also take a look at the technology that supports some of those processes and migrate that into the into the more modern stack that Kendall's talking about. So we have 21 different journeys going on. They literally range from you know how we do loan origination across you know small business and and large corporate to you know how we're enabling fraud and dispute processing online. Uh, it really range across the board. So I. I I don't know if there's one specific generalization across those journeys, but I think what's important for us is to build the kind of muscle memory that we're doing within the context of these journeys so that this can be a continual or repeatable process for the bank going forward. Yeah, I think one thing I would add to Paul's point, he, he uses the phrase a lot that you know, banking is a scale business. And you know, those processes that are 20, 30 years old were put in place when Huntington was a much smaller bank, right? And so as we as we grow, Right, those processes become cumbersome to scale uh, because there's a lot of handoffs, a lot of manual processes. Right, so you know, a- along with with the process reengineering that the transformation office is doing to kind of rethink you know, how we service the uh, the customers and the transactions, you know, we're putting the technology behind that to put in automation, to to move data seamlessly, to put in robotics so that we can replace you know human touching uh, and 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 automate. A lot of those processes to just drive efficiency and and really drive scale as we grow. Very interesting, and I know that both you gentlemen, uh, even dating back to prior experiences at prior companies, have been uh, very much on the in, involved in the development of digital capabilities within a financial services setting. And I wonder, maybe Kendall, staying with you for a moment, as you think about the needs of customers in a traditional sense uh, in branches and uh, uh, perhaps doing business over the phone and so forth, but then complementing that through digital means. How do you think about um, customer experience, the evolution of customer experience given sort of renewed or perhaps enhanced uh, emphasis on the digital component of connecting with customers? Yeah, I mean, if, if I think back 15, 20 years as we started to build out digital capabilities for customers, it was really all about you know, just you know, making things available to the customers where they're at. Right? As, as the, the, the technology has evolved and, the, and as the, you know, the, the, the customer experience and the capabilities have evolved, you know, it's really about you know, how do I make the customer feel like an individual and, and and tailor their experience to them, right? So you'll see we're investing you know, in a lot of in our in our data ecosystem. I right? you know, pair that with our core modernization, where you know, the the new modern stack we're putting in place removes you know batch-based point-to-point interfaces with a event-driven architecture that pushes data from uh, you know, customer interaction points back to our data warehouse real time, so that our analytics team can use that data to provide a much more you know, customized customer experience at the point of interaction, as opposed to, you know, you go do some analytics and give them an offer the next time you see them, right? You know, so customers are expecting their, their, their interactions to be much more personalized, much more relevant to them. Uh, and so it's, it, it's, it's evolved beyond just let me go you know, pay this bill or let me go do this transfer to, you know, you know make, make offers you, you know, that help me manage my financial life. But I think it's also important to understand that we, we're we not forcing our customers into that digital journey. Um, 
we believe that we're a people first digitally powered bank. We want to make sure that we're supporting our customers, regardless of the channel they go through. Obviously, we would love for them to be purely digital. But the fact of the matter is, people aren't always digital. Um, and they have needs that are sometimes real time. And, you know, we still have we're still optimizing our branch network as well as our, you know, our call centers to understand exactly how customers interface with us and provide them a seamless mechanism to go across all three of those when they need to, um, whether that's online, you know, mobile, the call center, the branch. Um, at the end of the day, it's about making sure that regardless of where they interact with us, we're doing it in the most effective and efficient manner for them. And I wonder, Paul, I wanted to, um, you mentioned at the outset a bit about the scale of the business, $180 billion in assets, um, over 1,200 branches across 11 states. Um, I, I know a lot of that growth has come through acquisition, and you all have a pretty good kind of roadmap and blueprint uh, when acquiring organizations to ensure that they are, you know, ingested and, and become part of, of Huntington in an appropriate way. Uh, I realize there's all sorts of different uh, facets to that, but I wonder if you can share a few of the key components to ensure that as you're acquiring organizations, that those uh, acquisitions are accretive. Yeah. So, you know, we have a well-defined process um, and that well-defined process involves both banks, you know, when there's an acquisition that goes on. So it, it's a matter of building the right teams on both sides so that we can integrate cultures on both sides and making very quick decisions about what the target is. So we we believe that there should be a target. Um, and, and that's a fundamental strategy that we're going to convert to one system or another and take that expense out, uh, you know, based on that. So the methodology has got a process of building teams, evaluating technology, picking the best one, regardless of who who the target, you know, which, which bank had the better, you know, technology. And, you know, by going through that process, we get the best of both companies as we go forward in the, in that scenario. And then we actually have a very rigorous process around, you know, mapping, uh, conversion programming, mock conversions, and we execute that religiously across every one of these scenarios in a pretty rapid fashion. Um, you know, we've done these last two conversions, which happen to be, you know, relatively large integrations, you know, in a, you know, in a nine to 10 month period. Uh, where we're seeing some of our peers take as long as two years to do those integrations. So we believe it's a core skill set of our team. Um, and, you know, frankly, I think over the last couple of integrations, we've we've proven that. Very interesting. Uh, Kendall, I wanted to ask you, uh, the two of you have been colleagues across multiple organizations now, uh, Bank One, JP Morgan, uh, now, of course, Huntington. Uh, and I'd love to maybe in your own words, find out a little bit more about your collaboration. Uh, it's kind of rare that you see a, 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 a leadership group work together across, um, you know, three different entities through acquisitions, through through a lot of, I'm sure, trial and tribulation. Clearly, this is a, a special relationship that's worked for an awfully long time. How would you typify it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I would, uh, yeah, I would say it, it really stems from a couple of things. One, I think Paul and I both operate in a similar matter, which is is you get stuff done, right? So we go go figure out you know, what are the problems, break the problems down into you know manageable chunks, and then go you know, ruthlessly execute, right? So I, I think from a uh, you know an approach perspective, from a uh, you know how we how we tackle the problems, how we see you know the culture of IT. I mean, you know, Paul talks about you know if something goes wrong at the bank, it's usually his fault. 
uh, well, you know, we kind of take the attitude of it's our responsibility to make sure everything goes right regardless. And so I think that 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 shared you know, perspective of, you know, how we should run the place, right, putting the customer first, uh, you know, delivering, you know, on our commitments and, and making sure that we're driving, you know, the most efficient operation for the bank, you know, it has been a, uh, uh, you know, a mutual goal and a set of mutual respects, you know, over the past several years. I think we've been uh, very fortunate to um, create the right kind of team atmosphere that's, that's allowed us to bring lots of people uh, across those yeah. three entities here. And we, and we feel very good about that because, uh, you know, I think it's a great sign when people actually follow that team because it's been successful and they feel good about it. That's, that's what we are trying to build here. I was also going to ask you, uh, each of those experiences were across uh, uh, time in Columbus, Ohio, which is, I think, for, uh, many people would, wouldn't realize that has been a financial uh, hub uh, among many great businesses across a variety of industries, uh, significant retailers, major insurance uh, companies, et cetera. But um, I'd love for maybe as two people who have such now professionally at least deep roots in that area uh, for you to describe uh, the tech community within Columbus. Yeah, I think we're awfully fortunate in the fact that we have a major university here, yeah. um, um, which is you know, a major research university is certainly helpful in developing talent and, and having the Ohio State University here is, is certainly helpful to us. Um, but, you know, Columbus as, as a whole is also a, a, a nice place. You know, you mentioned, you know, obviously Chase has big operations here, but there's lots of financial services company and insurance companies that are here. Um, and there are a number of corporate headquarters here, which obviously, when, you know, with those headquarters usually becomes, you know, big operational shops and normally IT related shops in this scenario. So that's been quite helpful to us. You know, we're also blessed in the fact that Columbus is the fastest growing city in the Midwest right now. Intel just decided to build their, you know, their, their chip operations here. Uh, you know, Honda just announced their um, electric vehicle and battery plants in this area. So I, I, I think it's got a, a nice environment and a great talent base that those people are picking this for their new locations. Um, and I think the talent in the town is is helpful to that. At the same time, there's talent everywhere, and we want to make sure that you know we're leveraging that through you know many of the other areas that we happen to operate in, whether that's you know Chicago or Minneapolis or Denver. I mean, we're not shy about uh, leveraging talent outside of this particular area. But Columbus happens to be a great place to do what we do. And to Paul's point, I mean, it's a great place to live and a great place to raise a family, right? So I think there's lots of tech talent, uh, but there's lots of things outside of the, uh, you know, the, the financial services opportunities here, uh, you know, for for you, you know, personally. Great, great overview, certainly. Uh, Kendall, I was going to ask you, as you look to the future, are there trends that particularly excite you, uh, areas that you're beginning, that are making their way onto your personal or professional roadmap that you'd highlight? Yeah, you know, I I think just the the uh, you know the evolution of technology uh, is is really you know I, I met with my team yesterday and we we're kind of talking through what are the priorities for our IT team right? and and for me it's really about you know how do we how do we leverage technology to you know, deliver better outcomes for our business so you know we're, we're constantly evaluating the, the 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 how do we run the shop right where do we have you know, excessive overhead, where do we have excessive pain points, right? So we look at, you know, 
yeah, our, even our internal colleagues' experiences, right? We monitor everything, and we we're, we're looking for ways to not just you know react, but get more proactive with the with the automation tools that are available to us. So, you know, I think evolving from uh, you know uh, uh, an older technology shop to you know more advanced, uh, you know, putting analytics around our our trouble tickets, moving workloads to the cloud. Uh, I think one of the examples that we 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 talked about the other day was, yeah, I, I have a particular application uh, that runs financial reporting for the bank, right? And it's 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 a it's it's basically a compute hog, and it's a compute hog about you know, six times a year. So you know we had over 300 CPUs running running reports uh, three times a year. We moved that workload to the cloud, uh, and now yeah, six times a year I can ramp up to the capacity I need. I, and every other day of the year when it's just running, I can ramp that down. And I haven't sunk you know, 10, 15, $20 million into hardware to sit idle 87% of the time. So you're just seeing the evolution of technology using the, 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 you know, the automation to be able to you know, quickly and securely ramp up and ramp down uh, capacity for our teams uh, you know, to do the, the workloads that need to be done. Uh, but taking the uh, you know the ongoing expense base out by not having to uh, to to run that equipment uh, you know at uh, peak capacity, but uh, you know, run it run it very very underutilized because of the those those peak needs. So you know really just just continuing to drive that that kind of you know, advancement in uh, uh, in automation and technology is is what it keeps me going. Yeah, I I think the development style that we've you know, we've integrated much closer with our businesses than maybe we had traditionally done. And as a result of that kind of very agile approach to things, I think we're integrating both technology and our, lots of components of our operations up front into those projects and bringing a set of, of maybe skills and thoughts to the beginning of the project process by really tight integration with our businesses. I think is allowing us to create new and unique products faster um, than maybe we've done in the past. The, the last question I wanted to ask each of you uh, as executives who for quite some time have occupied uh, large seats, so to say, uh, uh, areas of responsibility within your organizations, um, maybe beginning with you, Kendall, any sort of secrets to your success that you would say, especially perhaps tuned towards people who are younger than you, who might wish to have a career that looks a little bit like yours? What would have been some of the difference makers along the way that have allowed you to uh, progress towards becoming a CIO? I, so one, uh, yeah, I, I chuckle at that because I, I always tell the the, the 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 tech youth that we bring in, you know, work hard, keep your mouth shut, good things will happen. Uh, uh, some advice I got, uh, you know, during my, my college days, but uh, you know, Paul said, said, said earlier, it's not just he and I that are here. There's a whole set of people that have kind of you know traveled this journey with us, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I think it stems from the culture that we've built, right? I mean, the the way I've always approached you know my career is, you know, I never ask my team to do anything I'm not willing to do myself, right? And so I dig into the details, right? I support the team, uh, uh, but you know, if 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 we're doing releases on the weekend, I'm in there with them, right? If we're if we're you're troubleshooting a production problem, you know, I'm in there with them. So, you know, I try and stay as close to the details as, as possible. I, I try and make sure that I, I you know, support the team, uh, provide all the 
the, 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 the resources they need to actually get the job done. Uh, but it's really about, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, right? Recognizing, you know, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and make sure you've got a team that, that complements the things you're not good at. I, you know, the other important thing that, that I always tell, you know, our tech youth as, as Kendall talks about it is find that mentor, find people that you can bounce stuff off of. It is really valuable. It's been super valuable to us um, that don't do something that you're not going to do yourself has been a fundamental principle of ours for at least as long as we've known each other, um, which I think is important for our folks. Um, and. I think it's important for us to be present for those folks throughout their career. Um, you know, one thing that I would say the whole bank prides itself on is accessibility to everybody in the organization. And, um, you know, we we obviously try to practice that in the context of our, our training and our, um, you know, a lot of programs that run across the bank. Um, it is a very flat organization and that is intentional. Uh, so that, you know, we can collaborate across lots of different uh, groups, both up and down and, and, you know, across the organization. Well, Paul Heller, uh, Kendall Kowalski, thank you both for a great conversation detailing uh, your time at, at Huntington, uh, the, a lot of the transformation that each of you are driving, more about uh, your, your shared history together and your career paths. Uh, it's been a really great conversation. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.